0: hey guys just before we get started i wanted to kind of put a swear warning because i realize i do in fact swear a lot and i just kind of want to make sure if any kitties are listening that uh, you should probably stop now if unless you're a mature child and also i'd like to say uh sorry mom (laughs) let's get started with the episode hey guys uh welcome back to the long may she Reign podcast i'm aiden i'm your host for this podcast all right, so I kind of wanted to start this episode on kind of like a different note. I, I normally don't talk about politics other than women's politics because this is, of course, a women's history podcast, but I did want to kind of discuss uh, George Floyd because I feel like I, I have a platform on here. It's a very small platform and a very small soapbox, but I have a platform and I feel like I have the the, the right to be talking about this. and I should be talking about this, so let's talk about uh George floyd um when I saw the video, it was so disgusting uh uh especially with the like there's been a complete surge in like black murders for no reason like i I know it happens every day, but like the amount I've been seeing on uh t v is disgusting um I'm from Canada, and as much as I'd like to admit that racism doesn't exist here, it just it just doesn't. We're just really good at hiding it, and honestly, if I had to make one change to my country, I would, um, give reparations to Indigenous people for how we've been treating them. I remember the first time I learned about residential schools in my own school, and, um, It was literally the most disgusting thing I'd ever heard. I I couldn't believe the country that I love so much, a country that I was so proud of being from would uh, do something like that. Um, I'm I'm not black. (laughs) I'm white, if you couldn't tell. Um, I benefit from white privilege every day. The only inherent, uh, I guess, discrimination that I'm ever going to face is being a woman, which I can understand... A little bit, I guess, about the discrimination that black people go through. I don't really know if it's the same as being discriminated against by your gender. I imagine it's similar, but if I got pulled over by a cop, I wouldn't be nearly as nervous as someone who is black. I'm probably not going to get shot because I am white. And I want to share with you guys something my mom once told me about white privilege because I remember when I was really... Well, not a really little kid. Maybe, like, somewhere between 10 or 13. I didn't understand white privilege. I didn't think it existed because I didn't understand how it worked. Uh, honestly, I was embarrassed about it, and I think that's why I kind of denied it. Um, She told me that white privilege me- doesn't mean your life hasn't been hard. Uh, it just means that your skin color hasn't made a fact... Hasn't been the reason your life is hard. And... I, I think that's really powerful, so, um, thanks, Mom. Um, okay, so, we're, we're gonna move on from that, um, thank you guys for listening to me about George Floyd, even though I'm, uh, not really completely educated on the topic. Um, anyway, in other news in my week, um, I finally got the new Hunger Games book, which is great. Uh it was for some reason it got lost or something. Uh so it was like 5 days late and when I finally got it I was like so excited just to have it. I burned through it in one day and I got to say it was fantastic like 5 out of 5 stars. I mean, the last one third was kind of a little meh, but the last uh chapter or so was like really intense and I really liked it. No spoilers of course if you guys are gonna read it. I'm not really quite sure how invested you guys are in, uh, The Hunger Games, but I really enjoyed it, and I can't wait to see it translated to screen. Alright, um, on to the topic at hand. Today, we are discussing Nesta of Wales. Um, I first came across, a Nesta, or Nest, that's also her, that's her name in Welsh, I believe. Um, I first discovered her actually while doing my own family history research she actually came up so my last name is Fitzgerald and uh Nesta is kind of like the mother of the Fitzgerald dynasty so like there's like a very high percent chance that I'm descended from Nesta which is really cool and I'd been wanting to uh cover her on here and I wasn't quite sure if there was enough information on her but I was able to gather enough I think to uh talk about her so let's get into it Okay, so disclaimer, we're going to be learning a lot about Welsh history in this, and that comes with a lot of Welsh names, which I'm not going to pronounce right, so I'd like to uh, declare a formal apology to all Welsh people. Uh, Your language is beautiful, but I can't pronounce anything in it. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, Nesta was born uh, Nesfretrys, uh, probably in 1085, maybe? I don't know. Uh, we actually have no idea when she was born at all. Uh, best guess is anywhere between 1085 or 1081. 1081 was the year her father actually got the throne, so that's why it's the best guess she wasn't. She definitely wasn't born after the year 1093, and we know that, so that's kind of like the general guess. Uh, she was the daughter of Rise at. Ap- Tudor, uh, who was of House Dinfor, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, fun fact about this, uh, royal Welsh line that, uh, her father Rhys came from, uh, they were actually cousins with, uh, the Tudors, because they came from that same Welsh line, uh, and if they were Nesta's cousins, and I'm related to her, then that means I'm related to the Tudors, and the Tudors are, uh, the blood of the current royal family, so, the queen's my cousin? That's the conclusion I'm coming to. Anyway, uh, Nesta's mother was actually her father's, uh, second wife, uh, named, uh, Gladys Fretch Rye Whalen? I think that's how you pronounce that. who was also of another royal, uh, Welsh line. Now, Nesta had a whole bunch of different siblings. Uh, she had some legitimate siblings and some illegitimate siblings. Her dad was a little bit of a slut, uh... Nesta had two older illegitimate brothers, which I'm pretty sure about that, and then I believe there was Nesta, she was the oldest of her father's legitimate children, and then she had two younger brothers who were, uh, her legitimate full brothers, and then I believe she had, uh, either one younger sister or two younger illegitimate sisters. I'm not quite sure, it's a little bit spotty on that, but, uh, that's her family. Now, when Nesta was born, she was born into a little bit of a fuck-up in a period of English history that was, like, super-duper messy. So, uh, about 19 years before she was born, Born, a little thing called the Norman Conquest happened. Maybe you've heard of it. Now, I don't want to talk for too long about the Norman invasion, but I do think it's important to set up Nesta's life, so that's why I'm going to talk about it here. We're probably going to cover it in other episodes, maybe when we do uh, William the Conqueror's wife, if I ever get to her. Now. William the Conqueror. Now, William of Normandy, or William the Bastard, had been promised English throne, or so he said, by Edward the Confessor. But when Edward the Confessor died, a rival named uh, Harold actually took the throne. I believe Harold was actually Edward the Confessor's uh, brother-in-law. Uh, So William marched his Norman butt over to England, and he actually won the Battle of Hastings and became king of England. And uh, since uh, gaining the throne, uh, King Willie had been having a hard time keeping Wales in check. Now, Wales was its own separate country with its own little kingdoms. Uh, I believe there are about four kingdoms, and instead of uh fighting them anymore, King Willie decided uh to actually give one of the Welsh kingdoms that I'm not gonna pronounce right, Deheubarth, <laughs> Nesta's father, Reese. Now, Reese uh he he had noble Welsh blood. The problem was with these kingdoms was that all these noble Welsh families were always fighting over uh the throne. So William decided to de facto give it to Reese as long as he remained peaceful and recognized William as king in England and paid fealty uh to William, which worked for both of them. The problem was while Reese was king of this kingdom, uh there were other people who wanted the throne. Like I said, other Welsh princesses, princes were really jealous that uh Reece got the throne. And uh, Reese actually spent the next couple of years fighting rebellion after rebellion. Actually, at one point, he got run out of Wales and had to go to Ireland, but he was eventually able to come back and retake his throne, which is good for him. Now, we don't have any records of Nessa's childhood, but we can kind of, uh, Guess. So while all of this was going on, Nesta would have probably grown up in a lot of comfort. Um, Welsh values put a lot of emphasis on hospitality and Nesta would have witnessed uh, feasts and gatherings and all that entailed. Her diet probably would have been varied and plentiful uh her living quarters would have been nice and clean and her family values strong. If you've never met a Welsh person, they're very nationalistic and I imagine they still were back then. It's also uh highly likely that Nest as a young girl probably would have seen her father, uh Reese, trading with Vikings, Irish people, English and French traders. She probably would have heard uh many languages spoken, she would have known the value of expensive commodities such as silk and spices from far off lands, and she would have also learned the importance of good negotiating skills, which I think shows in her later life. Um, (laughs) how well Ness was educated is really anyone's guess. Like, we don't actually have, like, a set list on what she learned, like what we had with Catherine of Aragon. Um, she probably would have been able to read and write Maybe. We don't know. Uh, back that it wasn't really uh, much of a priority to teach girls how to read and write. So she might not have been able to, but let's hope she could. Uh, but it's very likely that she would have been taught how to sew and embroider, maybe spin and weave. She also would have learned uh, social skills and how to conduct herself in social situations. And also, by the end of her life, she would have been able to speak... <coughs> Sorry. French, Welsh, and maybe some English. Now, the thing about English in England uh during the Norman invasion is that the Normans were from France technically, so they spoke French and English was for peasants. So, I'm not quite sure how much English uh she would have learned. All right, anyway. So, life was going pretty good for a little Nesty Nest until uh 1087. What happened in 1087 you may ask? Well, William the Conqueror got fat, fell off his horse, and he died. <laughs> uh and then William's son, who was also named William cuz they didn't have a lot of names back then. Uh we're going to call this William William Rufus or William the 2nd just to differentiate so you don't forget. Um William Rufus decided he didn't really want to play nice anymore with the Welsh. Um, at first, he was like pretty peaceful with them at the start of his uh, reign, uh, but he decided at some point that uh, he was going to launch an attack on one of the four Welsh kingdoms, and he did that in 1093. Now, Nesta's father was worried that his kingdom uh, was gonna be next so he actually rode back to uh defend it i'm not quite sure where he was riding back from i don't know where he was at this time uh and on his way back he got caught in a battle um and he died in that battle and we aren't sure how he died at all now after that things started going all uh roman empire on this family because they got split the fuck up So, uh, Nesta's mother was captured and taken away, never to be seen again. We have no idea what happened to her. She could have been killed, exiled, uh, put into prison for the rest of her life. We just don't know. Um, Nesta's illegitimate, uh, older brothers were taken away, and I believe both of them were executed. Um, one of her, uh, full brothers... I'm not quite sure what happened to him. I didn't really say. Maybe he got captured and imprisoned, maybe executed. Uh, we know that one of her... One of those younger brothers were actually taken away to Ireland to be in exile, Uh, and Nesta herself was actually taken prisoner uh, by uh, Norman soldiers. Now, according to Welsh custom, she could not inherit the kingdom that her father had ruled, and she couldn't pass on her claim to the throne. Uh, But she was nevertheless a valuable hostage for the kingdom. Now, she was probably taken very quickly out of Wales, so she could not become a focus for rebellion. You know those Welsh and the rebellions, they love it. Um, where she was kept and for how long is unknown, at some point she did become a royal ward and she was most likely placed... (coughs) Sorry. ...in charge of by a female chaperone, where she would have stayed in Norman court for many years. Now, Welsh-speaking, Nesta would have had a really hard time trying to learn the Norman language and Norman ways, um... Like I said, when she became a royal ward, uh, we still don't know where she was kept, but it definitely would have been far away from everything she knew. Now, Norman soldiers were actually renowned for their fighting skills, and they would have been dirty, rough, and smelly, so that was probably gross. Um, Norman court would have been vastly different to the Welsh ways she had been brought up with, and, but she probably would have also been kept in a religious community, so she had to adapt quickly to her new home. Alright, now... While Nest was living in Norman Court, she kind of caught someone's eye, and that eye was Prince Henry. (laughs) Now, let's actually talk about Prince Henry for a second, because he was actually way more interesting than I really gave him credit for. I thought he was going to be kind of boring, but he was actually a pretty cool dude. Now, Henry was born in 1068 as the, I believe he was the fourth son, maybe he was the third son of William the Conqueror, and his wife, uh, Matilda Flanders, who, like I said before, I want to do an episode on someday. Um, as a fourth son, nothing was really much expected of, uh, Henry. He was just, like, the spare to the spare, um, for the heir. That rhymes. Uh, and not much land or money was given to him on his father's death. However, Henry was smart. He was ruthless, and he was a good politician. Uh, he was really popular in his brother William II's court, and during that time, he actually built up a legion of followers. I believe they were called Henry's Gang. Which is really hilarious. I don't know, it kind of sounds a little lame, doesn't it? Um, And also, while his brother was king of uh, England, his other brother, Robert, was duke of Normandy. Uh, So Henry, because of his lack of land, uh, (laughs) got into constant fights with his brother Robert and William over land and power, of course. Because what else do boys fight about? Now, when Nesta met Henry, she had been captive for quite a few years. She was roughly about, like, 14 years old, maybe. Not quite sure how old she was, but 14 seems like a reasonable guess. And uh, if we consider Nesta's uh, birth date, uh, both of them, he was anywhere from 13 years, old, old, 13 years older than her to 17 years older than her, which is kind of gross. Blech. Now, at some point, uh, when they met uh that became Henry's mistress. Now, Nest gets incredibly slut-shamed for this in history, like, a lot. Um, a lot of people have labeled Nest as kind of like a seductress and a, a slut. Uh, one uh, quote I actually read from this historian, Timothy Venning, uh, portrays her as a woman of great beauty and little virtue, which is slut-shaming, and we don't stand for that around here. But what we got to think about, back then, Nesta was a woman of her times. Now, her father was dead, her mother was disappeared, Uh, her brothers were either incarcerated or in exile, and she was thrown alone into a Norman world after the battle that killed her father. Using her beauty and her charm to ensure her own comfort would not have been unexpected and I think it was actually smart and kind of shows how smart she might have been since we don't really know that much about her personality. Now, she probably would have met Henry at Windsor Castle. Apparently, he actually like um hung out there like a lot because be- yeah, William the Conqueror built that castle, so they would have chilled there. Now, Henry was actually known for his many love affairs and he actually had a lot of illegitimate children at this point. I believe at this point He had around 10 or 15 illegitimate children. Um, Nesta definitely would have been aware that being the mistress of Henry could have a lot of advantages. Henry was very well known for being good to his mistresses. He never refused to uh, recognize his bastards. Uh, Having an affair with Henry uh, would have given Nesta security. Um, her life in Wales was completely gone. She wouldn't have been able to make a decent marriage because the Normans probably wouldn't have really, uh, let her have a good one. So, that's probably why she became Henry's mistress. Now, Nesta was one of Henry's, like, favorite mistresses, and they were most likely together anywhere from the mid-1090s to uh, maybe 1104 or 5, but... M- Probably the relationship ended in um, eleven eleven. No, sorry, not eleven eleven. Eleven oh one. Sorry, and actually, while they were together, Nesta got pregnant, and she had a baby with Prince Henry, um, whom uh, Prince Henry actually recognized, which was pretty cool of him. And he was born probably in eleven hundred, if I had to guess, and Nesta named him Henry. She named him Henry because, of course, she named him Henry. (coughs) And the baby was actually given the surname Fitzroy, which translates to Son of the King. And, uh, by the way, I also forgot to mention that, uh, Henry by 1100 was actually king at this point. Uh, Henry's brother William Rufus had died. And even though, uh, Henry's, uh, brother Robert, I believe, was actually next in line, uh, Henry was like, no, 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 no mine so he uh took that um now nesta had been living comfort comfortably in henry's care for like tons of years uh until a new challenger approached and henry kind of like decided and actually supported nesta getting married and that's when gerald de windsor came out of the woodwork now who's gerald de windsor let's talk about him so gerald was actually a rising star in Henry's court, and, uh, Gerald's father had actually been connected to William the Conqueror, so their fathers, uh, knew each other. Uh, Gerald's father was named Walter, Walter, sorry, Walter, Fitzother, and Walter actually became really good friends with William the Conqueror. At some point, I actually think the boys were playmates, which was pretty cool, and, uh, Walter was a part of one of the families that actually came over with uh, William and the Conquest. And uh, because of Walter's help, he was actually given wardship over Windsor Castle, which oh, sorry, that was a burp, uh, which William the Conqueror had uh, built himself. And Walter was also probably given a Welsh noblewoman to be his wife, uh, which means Gerald already might have been half Welsh himself, but we're not quite sure about that. Now, Walter's own father had actually been an Italian noble, but at some point they ended up in Normandy. I'm not quite sure why they ended up in Normandy, but they must have, like, really rose through the ranks if Walter was uh, William the Conqueror's playmate. And, um, this Italian noble guy actually became pretty accustomed to Norman ways, so they started using the fit style of surnames that Normans used. Now, I'm actually going to talk about uh, fit surnames in a little bit but, uh, not right now. So, uh, like I said, uh, Walter's father actually came from Italy, and then Walter came from Norman France, so does that mean if I'm descended from, uh, Ness and her husband, Gerald, I'm not nearly as Irish as I thought, because the Fitzgeralds are an Irish dynasty, and the guy who started it... Was descended from an Italian guy and a French dude, so that's like crazy. I feel like a fraud. These guys must have been really good uh, chameleons uh, with how they integrated themselves in cultures they weren't from. I mean, first Italian guy gets accustomed to Norman French ways, and then the Norman French kid gets accustomed to English ways, and now Gerald de Windsor is a English guy. Anyway, back to Gerald de Windsor himself. Now Gerald at as per his name, was born in, uh, Windsor Castle and had been in service to William the Conqueror and William II, and now he was in service to Henry. Now, uh, Gerald had actually been on the side, on the Norman side of the Welsh invasion that actually displaced Nesta in the first place, so that's, like, a huge quinky dink, and when the Welsh had actually tried to fight back, because they actually, uh, did try to fight back very hard, hold on, water break, Uh, Gerald actually defended P- Pembroke Castle from Welsh invasion, and he won despite the great odds, like no one thought he was going to win. And because of this, he was actually made Earl of Pembroke, and he was eventually made Constable of Windsor Castle, like his own father, uh, w- where he might have been born. We're not quite sure if he was actually born in Windsor Castle, but he might have been. Now, I think Gerald would have been aware that marrying Nesta would put him in great favor with the king, and definitely would have made him look more legitimate to Welsh people. So that's probably why they got married. Now, they were most likely married in the 1100, a bit after Nesta gave birth to her illegitimate son. And because he was in charge of Pembroke Castle, which was in Wales, Nesta was actually able to go back to Wales because of this marriage. As a dowry, Gerald was given this place called uh, Carew Castle. And this is actually where Nesta and Gerald would end up raising their children. Now, we don't know how Nesta felt about this marriage. She must have realized she probably had no choice. But, uh, Gerald and Nesta seem to have gotten along a little bit. Uh, actually, I think they got along very well. And I don't think Henry would have married Nesta off to, like, a bad person. Or, like, someone he didn't like. Because I feel like, um, Henry loved, uh, Nesta very much. So, Nesta... And, uh, Gerald actually had, uh, five children together throughout their marriage. They had, uh, three boys and two girls, and uh, their two girls actually have, uh, Welsh names. I'm gonna try and pronounce them. So, their three boys were named William, Maurice, and David, which, those are such English names. And then their, uh, two, uh, daughters were... and Aunt- <sighs> Angerad? And, uh, Gladys, uh which Nest probably named after her mother. Um, I believe Nest also actually raised her illegitimate son, Henry, along with her other children. Uh, apparently, I think, uh, little bastard Henry actually split time between his mom and his, uh, dad. Apparently, Nest was a very good mother, from what I've heard. Now, all the children were actually given the surname Fitzgerald, which is where, uh, the family, uh, comes from, who I'm descended from, because they were, uh, children of gerald now i'm actually going to talk about the history of the fitz surname because i told you guys i was going to and uh why fitz is in certain people's last names like mine and to be honest i actually didn't know much about this before i did research here so let's talk about it so fitz is actually an old french noun that means son of it's very calm it's very uh close to the modern french word uh son i believe is philly 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 yeah, I think that's it. Um, it This type of surname was actually very com- common in Normandy, where William the Conqueror was from. They actually got it from the Vikings because uh, Normans were actually uh, descended from Vikings and they took a lot of their uh, culture from their uh, Viking ancestors. I'm going to talk uh, about that maybe in the Matilda Flanders episode if I ever do one. I'm sure I will. Now, well, in the Conqueror's, like, actual surname was Fitzrobert because his father was named Robert. Uh, generally, with the Fitz surname, they stopped uh, doing changing it every after, like, three generations, and they tended to stick with the one surname, so that's why Nesta's, Nesta's children were named Fitzgerald because they were the children of Gerald. Uh, I, uh, back to the story, that was just a little tidbit of history I thought you guys might uh, want to know. So even though Gerald was put in charge of Nesta's father's old kingdom, it wasn't exactly uh, peaceful. Uh, Welshmen were always trying to take back the kingdom on practically on a daily basis, and this uh, leads into what Nesta is most famous for, and what that is is her rape and abduction that earned her the nickname in history of the Helen of Wales. And if you know anything about how the Trojan War went and how, uh, Helen of Troy ended up, well, you know this can't be good. So, a little backstory to this. Uh, the Welsh, like I said, were not happy about Norman occupation. They hated it. Uh, and this guy named Cadwigan ap Liden, king of... Powys? was actually the leader of the rebels, the Welsh rebels. He also coincidentally had been the person who tried to overthrow Nesta's father when he became king, so that's ironic. Now, this guy actually had a son uh, named Owen at Cadwagon, Cadwagon, who was actually uh, Nesta's second cousin. Now, in about 1109 owen's father had a feast and nesta was just like a couple like castles away from uh this feast and owen had heard of nesta's beauty and he was like absolutely determined to see her and knowing that she was in fact close by he decided to take some of his men and paid her a courtesy call now the story goes that he was so overwhelmed by her beauty that he became and i quote Fired with lust for her, and he was so determined to have her by any means possible, he just decided to take go back to his father's feast, take some men, and he actually devised a plan to capture her. I read this um quote from this historian who talked about it that Owen was instigated by the devil. <laughs> Um, so, Owen and his men returned that night and ended up, uh, digging under the castle's foundations. They also scaled the walls and, uh, ditches, and they actually set the castle on fire. So, Ness knew that Gerald would be killed if he retaliated, and she persuaded him not to leave the bedchamber, but to actually, uh, go with her to, oh god, what's that? the garden rope? Um, and apparently this is what she said, I'm not quite sure how accurate this is, but apparently she said, go not out the door for thy enemies wait for thee, but come and follow me. Once, uh, they were there, they pulled up the floor and she helped him escape down the midden chute. I don't know what a midden chute is, I probably should have googled that, but maybe it's like a laundry chute? I don't know. Um, now, with Gerald safely out of the way, she called out to the attackers, apparently. I don't know how true this is again. Uh, she apparently said, Why call out in vain? He is not here whom you seek. Surely he has escaped. This is all very rhymy. I don't really know how true this is. <laughs> That's very rhymey. Uh, after this, Nessa and her children, I'm not quite sure how many of her children were actually there with her. I'm not sure if it was just, like, one of her kids or, like, all five. Um, they were captured by Owen and... All of them were, uh, taken away. Now, we're not sure what happened to her while she was captured. It's likely that Owen would have probably raped her at some point since he was so fired with lust for her. Um, at some point during her, uh, capture... Sorry, water break. Hold on a sec. Sorry. Um... While she was captured, she somehow managed to organize the return of her children to Gerald and Pembroke. Which, like I said, m- must uh, be like, proof of her good negotiating skills because she was able to convince them to do that. And after that, she kind of went on the run with Owain. And I'm putting quotations that you can't see on on the run because we're not quite sure whether she was a captive or she went willingly. Now, some Welsh legends about her actually say that she had two further children with Owain. I believe they were both daughters with really complicated Welsh names that I'm not going to try and pronounce. Um, we're not quite sure what their relationship was like. It's highly likely that Owain and Nest would have actually known each other during childhood since they were second cousins, um, and perhaps they even, uh, had met as children. I also read something that they might have been betrothed when they were little kids to make a good political union, uh, because they were both of very important Welsh, uh, lines. Uh, especially since Owen's father tried to take Nessa's father's crown, so they might have wanted to, like, settle that, but, like, uh, we really don't know. Uh, so... I bet you're wondering how uh, King Henry felt about his ex Boothang getting uh, kidnapped, and I can tell you, he didn't exactly uh, take it well. Um, And of course, uh, Nesta's husband wasn't very happy about this, and they reacted to the raid uh, with not only uh, fire and blood, uh, but they were also actually very smart about it. Now there were a couple of Welsh nobles that were actually thought to be en- enemies of Owain and who might be sympathetic to Normans. So, here's what the Normans did: they were like, "Here, you can have Owain and his father's lands, um, if you can capture them and get Ness back." And uh, in a very very short time, Owain was forced to flee to Ireland. Um, Owain's father remained in Wales, and by the end of the year, uh, had actually been given his lands back, which was sweet, and, uh, he also was made to swore, swear an oath not to give any aid to his son. Now, after this, Nesta was eventually returned to jail, Gerald, <coughs> sorry, and, uh, Nesta got a bit of peace, and for quite a while after this, in fact, uh, she actually got to see her a little bit little brother who had actually been taken away to Ireland so long ago, so that must have been nice uh, for her. And, as all things in Nesta's life, peace didn't last long. Now, her brother Griffith was actually accused of plotting rebellion against King Henry, and instead of maybe, I don't know, denying that at all, Griffith basically went out and joined forces with the rebels was which was basically a big fuck you to King Henry and uh, they actually began ta- attacking Norman and Flemish settlements. Now, Nest found herself in the middle of not only a national uprising of her people, but also in a bit of a family fight Now, her husband Gerald because he was this military man, he decided to uh, defend his Norman lands against his brother-in-law and you gotta remember, this uprising was, like, in an 1116, and, um, this was quite a few years after, uh, Nest had been, uh, kidnapped. Uh, Gerald marched toward the town of Karamathan, I think that's how you pronounce it, with an army of Flemish settlers, and at some point he, uh, came face to face with Owen again, which must have been awkward, like, hey dude, you stole my wife. Um, Now, even though Owen was actually fighting on the side of the Normans this time, uh, somehow conflict broke out between uh, Gerald's army and uh, Owain's army. Now, here's what Welsh chroniclers actually tell us about what happened, and I'm going to read it to you guys. The Flemings were fired with old hate that formerly existed between them and Owain for many a time had Owain done them hurt. Instigated also by Gerald, the man from whom Owain had carried off his wife. They thought to pursue Owain, and with shooting on either side, Owain was wounded until he was slain. So the good news was that Gerald, after many, many years, was able to get revenge on Owain for taking his wife. Which must have made everyone feel good probably, I guess, maybe Nesta. It depends on if she was actually a prisoner or if she went willingly. She might have been sad about it. We don't know. Um, after this, Nesta and Gerald actually enjoyed 20 more years of marriage until Gerald unfortunately died in 1136. Now, this was kind of a problem for Nest. Nest had two choices. She could either get remarried or or enter into a convent and become a nun. This was actually a very common thing for women to do at the time, to retire to convents after their uh, husband died. Now, as a potential heiress, the Normans would not have allowed her uh, to remain single. Uh, It seems that Nest, at some point, entered into a marriage with uh, this guy named Hayet, I think is his name, uh, who was the sheriff of Pembroke. Now, according to, uh, Ness' grandson, Gerald of Wales, who's actually, um, a good source for stuff on, uh, Nesta, he's actually a very interesting dude, um, apparently she gave Hayat at least one son, whose name I didn't write down because, of course, I didn't. Uh, apparently this marriage must have been very short, must have been only a couple of years and Hayat either, they either, like, got a divorce, I don't know, or, uh, Hayat died at some point. And after that, she ended up marrying this guy named Stephen, who was constable of Carrigan Castle, and she had one son with him named Robert. Apparently, Robert actually grew up in a close connection with his half-brothers, because uh, Gerald of Wales apparently knew him very well and described him, like, very lovingly, so um, he must have been close with his family. Now, in the years that followed, there were further rebellions by the Welsh against the Normans, uh conveniently led by, uh, Ness' brother, and actually Ness' son were among the leaders and soldiers of the Norman army, so it must have been really awkward for them to fight their uncle. Now, on 1136, just before, uh, Ness' husband died, uh, Ness' brother was involved with a really big uprising, uh, it didn't work very well, um, and actually his wife Gwendolyn was actually a huge part in the rebellion, uh, Not only did it fail, Gwendolyn and her son Morgan were beheaded, and a year later Griffith died, I believe, in prison. Now, at some point after all that, Nesta died. Now I'm not sure when she died. I could not tell you what killed her, where she died, how old she was when she died. We just have no freaking idea because no one decided to uh write that down now after like I said after her husband's death she actually dropped off the records pretty quickly like most of the stuff we know after her husband's death is kind of like stuff that like her grandson said uh best guess we have is that she died in like the 1140s maybe 1145 or 46 as we know for a fact that she was dead pretty recently after the birth of her grandson Gerald of Wales who actually is, like, her greatest historian, even though he didn't know her when she was alive. Now, let's talk about Nessa's, like, children for a sec, and what they did, because they were a very important part of her legacy, because, you know, her children founded some of the most important dynasties in Irish history including my family the Fitzgeralds and actually how they got to Ireland was pretty cool and I want to talk about how they uh, formed Irish roots and eventually became known as more Irish than the Irish themselves which is like I said hilarious because they weren't actually from Ireland so let's talk about that. All right, first up, let's talk about that little bastard, Henry Fitzroy. Now, Henry was actually a very su- successful army man. I feel like he kind of took after his stepfather and his actual father. I don't know, actually know how successful Henry I was in battle. He might have been. I don't know. I didn't look that up. Um, unfortunately, little Henry Fitzroy uh, came to an unfortunate end in battle while he was actually serving his nephew, Henry the Second. Uh, One thing I did read about him is, like I said earlier, he was fiercely loyal to his royal side of the family. He was actually on his half-sister Matilda's side when she attempted to take the English throne. And like I said, he served under his nephew, uh, Henry II. Uh, we do know that uh Henry Fitzroy got married. Unfortunately, we don't know his wife's name, but we know they had at least four children. Uh, I think it's interesting to note that one of their sons was actually given a Welsh name, which I'm not going to try and pronounce again, Uh, but I think that shows uh, how much emphasis and importance that Henry put on his Welsh heritage. Now, uh, in 1169, actually, uh, Henry's son with the difficult Welsh name actually went to Ireland Uh, With his uncle, Robert FitzStephen, And actually, they took part in the First Norman Invasion of Ireland. And uh, that son eventually became the Lord Chief Justice of Ireland. Alright, on to uh, William Fitzgerald. So, uh, William actually succeeded his father, Gerald, in becoming Castellian of Pembroke. Uh, He was created Lord of Carew and Emlyn. And he was also made Baron of Windsor. Now, if you remember Carew had actually been a part of his mother Nest's dowry uh and it actually became William's family seat and it actually became the seat of uh the descendants of him of the Careys and the de Windsors as uh they were known uh they became hugely influential in the Norman settlement of Ireland now, William did get married and he had several sons and daughters. went on to settle in devon cornwall somerset and in ireland uh he would actually later cross into ireland himself in 1171 uh, but he would unfortunately die back in pembrokeshire in 1173. all right let's kind of talk about the rebel rebel child of the family uh david now david was known to have several children uh i believe they were all illegitimate children and his acknowledged son uh, miles was also a part of the invading force of Ireland, along with his uncles, brothers, and cousins. Uh, this part of the family actually became known as the Geraldines. Now, uh, David himself would have actually been born at Carreau Castle, and eventually, uh, David did go on the church, and he was made Archdeacon in Kerrigan uh, Eventually he would become bishop of St David's in 1148. Uh apparently he was actually a great negotiator, something he probably inherited from his mother. Uh he actually negotiated with this guy, Lord rees ap Griffith. Uh who, who tried to uh gain the release No, sorry. David was trying to gain the release of his older brother, uh Robert, from imprisonment. Uh, David also actually met Henry II, uh, when Henry II made his pilgrimage to St. David's in 1171. Unfortunately, David himself died in 1176, after what I read historians would describe as a very controversial career. Apparently, he was summoned to London once to answer to 27 charges. I think it was kind of, like, fraud, like, apparently he was, uh, favoring all his family in, a giving out land, which was apparently illegal, so, uh, that happened. Now, uh, let's talk about, uh, one of Nest's, uh, two daughters, uh, Anne Rengard, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, she ended up marrying, uh, William Fitz Odo de Berry, who lived at, uh, a castle that was actually nearby called Maninbreer. Breer, Manor Breer? Yeah, that's it. Uh together they actually founded the de Barry dynasty of Ireland, and together they had at least six children. Now one of their children was named Gerald de Barry, who is Gerald of Wales, uh, who we've talked about. Uh Gerald actually hoped to become Bishop of St. David's, but you know, his uncle got that. Uh he wasn't successful. Um Gerald, however, did make several visits to Rome, and he worked in England, and he liked to travel around Wales and Ireland, writing about his experience during these journeys. Now, he died in 1223, and he would not know, have known his grandmother, Nest, like I said, uh, who probably died around the same time he was born. Uh, he did give a description of her. Uh, apparently, I guess it was, like, from hearsay, since he didn't know her. He called her, uh, highborn and noble, which I guess is a Okay description, I guess. Now, uh Gerald of Wales is actually even well very well known in Wales even today. He could be called the original travel writer. He kind of marco poloed um before Marco Polo Marco polo Um apparently his books are still popular and in print and I'd love to get a copy of them. I don't know if I could get one. Apparently they contain some uh good information about the Welsh countryside. Um, during his time period, and uh, he also liked to describe castles, and he calls uh, his castle home, uh, the most pleasant spot in Wales. Now uh, let's talk about uh, Ness's uh, youngest uh, son, Robert FitzStephen. Now, after like I said, after Gerald's uh, death, Ness had married Lord Stephen of Carrigan Castle. Uh, and Ness' son, Robert, was born in that same castle. Now, as a young man, um, Robert uh, led uh, Norman troops against Welsh attacks. He was also a military man, just like his other brothers. Um, he was also a part part of one of the main invading Norman forces who landed on the coast of Leinster in Ireland in 1169. Apparently brought 40 knights and 60 men at arms and a couple of archers. Now, he died in about 1182, and according to his nephew, Gerald of Wales, he had no surviving children. Now, let's actually talk about Ness' actual legacy. I can't imagine how much of a remarkable woman she must have been. Like, she's only really known to, like, Welsh people. She's not as famous. And, like I said, I only came across her because I was doing family research about my Fitzgerald side. Um... Ness was born a Welsh-speaking princess. She was taken hostage by Norman French people and removed from all she would have known and forced to learn Norman French and become a part of a completely different culture. Like, it would be if you took me... It would be like if you took, like, a... someone from Mexico and plopped them in China or something like that and expected them to learn. As the daughter of Rise at Tudor, she would have already known the skills to make her valuable to the Normans and enabled her to be a good negotiator between her Welsh side and her adopted Norman family. And I think this also ensured that her children and grandchildren and all of their descendants, including me, would become great in their own right. Ness founded the dynasty known as the Gerardalines, which I talked about, and some of the descendants include me, probably, uh, President John F. Kennedy, Diana, Princess of Wales, and even Charles, Prince of Wales, and Queen Elizabeth can all trace their roots back to nest. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed learning about her, and bye. Hey guys, just before we go, I wanted to let you know that, uh, June is coming up, if you didn't know, and what's June? June is Pride Month, Yay! Uh so that means uh this month I am going to be covering only LGBT women for the entire month of June as I really wanted to do something cool to uh celebrate Pride month. I've got four different women that I'm going to be covering and I hope you guys enjoy my LGBT series coming up this month. Alright guys, thanks for listening. Uh, if there's a certain thing that you want to hear, just like hit me up on uh, Twitter at Long May she Rain 2 uh, The N at the end of rain is replaced with a 2, just so you know that. Um, thanks for listening guys, bye!